I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to Comic Book Nation, the only show that does it all for geek culture. And if you were watching this special bonus round episode you know we are here for one thing and one thing only, and that is to talk about Star Wars Ahsoka Episode 5, the big one we were waiting for, the big one they put in movie theaters. No preamble. Let's get to it. We are on limited time. Joining me today are my co-hosts. We have Janelle Wheeler. Hello, hello. We have Connor Casey. What up? And Matthew Aguilar. Howdy. Sorry, Maddie. I usually always do you first. You just were stacked. This was, was the stack on the side. <laughs> here. Um, so as you can see, we are all just springing up bright and early because it is time to talk about Ahsoka Episode 5, uh, Shadow Warrior. This was the big one. We were all on pins and needles after Peter Ramsey came through and delivered a crazy Episode 4 that left us in this crazy place, uh, literally, with Ahsoka Tano, Rosario Dawson, being in the world between worlds where she met Anakin Skywalker. There were so many questions going into this. First, let's just do like a wellness check. How are you guys feeling after that episode? You guys, you guys, let's go around the room. Let's start with Matt. We'll go reverse order. Matt, how'd you like the episode? Oh man, that was, that was phenomenal. I, I truly enjoyed that episode. Uh, We'll get into like, you know, how we feel about, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll get more in depth about it, but just on, if you want a quick one, I, I love that from beginning to end that, that went by so quickly. And I, all I thought about while I was watching the episode, by the way, was that I was like, boy, Kofi and mom who have are such deep star Wars people with clone wars and rebels must be just losing their minds right now. That's all I thought about through like portions of the episode. So uh, loved it. Loved it. I mean, you're not wrong. Also, I wish he was, he's not running the boards today, but uh, Richard's usually here. I know Richard took to the streets on his IG. He was in the streets with his lightsabers after, after this episode. So he was definitely affected. Richard was out <laughs> popping those white lightsabers in the street. So he was, he was about it. So I'll speak for Richard and say shout out to Richard. And uh, he's traveling, making great content for CB as always. But um, yeah. He was affected. How about you, Jay? You're you're our most kind of casual Star Wars fan, so but you've been yeah. Team Ahsoka, so how were you after? Was this too much for you, or or were you on board? Oh my gosh, no, 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 not too much at all. This was so exciting. Um, I was like Matt too. I was thinking of you the whole time. I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder if like, I, and I didn't you know. Guys. For sure. I was like, I don't know for sure if this is a direct reference, but like, I feel like any of my friends who are super into this, like the animation stuff, they're pro it felt a little animated for a minute. Yes. Like I was like, is this, is this an animate? And then I was like, oh no, it's just really well done. 
Kofi. You guys are making me feel emotional. Now I got to hide in my jet. I cloak. love it. Um, but yeah, I was losing my mind. I was so excited. I even like jumped on Twitter and I, I was like, this show is single-handedly making me into like an obsessed Star Wars fan because I find myself doing what I did with The Walking Dead where I'm, I'm going on, I'm trying to get fan reactions. Like I want to hear the people. I want to be part of the movement and like getting in, in with everybody else and getting excited. And I find myself trying to find like any type of like breakdowns online the next day. And, um, and it's, it's making me want to rewatch all of the star Wars. It's making me so excited about like anything Anakin related, because I, I feel like I missed that whole entire, like, um, that time in, in this, in this world. So I'm just, I don't know. It's like single-handedly making me into a super fan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it seems to be having that effect. I, I got messages from other casual fans. One I got from somebody I've been trying to get to watch clone wars for a long time. <laughs> and all it said in all caps was fine. I'll watch the siege of Mandalore now. <laughs> and like, I was like, all right. Spill the beans. Who was the, right. give the name. Give the name. It was me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow, we got a we got an interesting toll coming in from Twitter, Michael Fort, whatever your name is. Like, my God, just give it a rest, man. Just go go do something else with your day, bro. Okay, like nobody's impressed. Being mean on the internet is not something you've invented today. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's I don't know what been around since MySpace, son. Yeah, yeah. I'm coming out of the cloak now because I got to bring it back because people are starting to get out of pocket here. Chill. Um, but uh, thanks, Jay. Uh, we, 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 I always appreciate you kind of laying down your perspective. And, I, and I'm really interested to see how casual fans, but it seems getting people in. Uh, and Hayden Christensen, man, he's out here cooking as Anakin. I think I tweeted it. But uh, he's, for me at least, and, you know, no <laughs> – we all know I'm the most unabashed Star Wars fan here, so I'm not hard to impress. But uh, I'm just saying, as somebody who wasn't a fan of the prequels originally and, and had a lot of trash to talk about Hayden Christensen in those movies, I, I warmed up to him when we got to, like, Jumper and some of the other stuff he did, like when he did, like, The Informant or whatever that movie was, like, um, other things. But, uh, yeah, man, he has single-handedly, like, elevated pretty much every episode of Star Wars TV that is focused on him for me whether it was that flashback duel episode in the Vader hunt in Obi-Wan and the final episode or this episode, like he has really just kind of grown into that character and really understands it. And, and I loved how he kind of like perfectly synced what we see here with like who this character was in clone wars animated series, which was a big departure because Lucas for all his credit, didn't really do good at like giving characters actual character and like fleshing them out and doing that. But the Clone Wars animated series really let you get to know Anakin over the series of this, over the years of this war and all the kind of ways in which you can see his buildup to turning into Darth Vader. Um, and so that was good for him and, and to bring that on the screen. And finally, him talk. I, I have some criticisms, we'll get specific, but uh, I just cut in here because I got real excited. Connor, I always, we never know what your take is going to be. That's why you're here. You're the Weapon X here. So uh, what was your take on this episode, Weapon X? Yeah, I feel like the Grinch because I'm trapped in this all-green room right now. But uh, yeah. story. Actually... We're both comic book studios, but we can't be in the same studio because we don't have anybody to run this studio. So me and Connor had to scramble to separate rooms like a weird divorce couple. But uh, here we are. <laughs> it happens. I love you, buddy. Oh, um, my God. So 
I am a little torn on this episode because on the one hand, I think it is a legitimately excellent piece of television. I think it's a great, between the last episode and this episode, it has elevated this show so much for me after what I thought was a pretty slow start. That being said, this show, this episode was about half a step away from being one of the most significant pieces of Star Wars media since the Disney acquisition. And I'm not going to get mad at it because there's still a couple episodes left where they can deal with that. But there was so much more I was hoping for out of some particular sequences that I didn't get. And I'll go into detail about that later. And Kofi, you might know what I'm talking no, about. No, we can go now. Yeah, you're not alone. Um, okay. I said I had criticisms. Let, let's get to it. Uh, so, Matt, do we get your opinion? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we started with you. Okay. <laughs> Oof, losing it. There's a lot happening this morning. I'm scrambling. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. But, good, um, yeah, okay. So let's get into it. I, I wrote a piece. And, you know, we always have to be careful in our industry because we have to write a lot about these things and think and talk before they happen. So I wrote a piece about like why this could be the most significant piece of Star Wars, you know, you know, moment in Star Wars, this particular episode. Uh, and I, and I'm with Connor there one piece. And this is a question that I have that I'm going to write when I get out of here is I think there is some ambiguity left that I wish wasn't ambiguous about was this Anakin or was this Ahsoka working out? Was this like Ahsoka's Jedi therapy with her working out stuff with herself? And Anakin is just a manifestation of, you know, her doubts, her regrets, all this stuff that unresolved issues she has with her master. Because until we get that clarified, I think, yeah, I'm kind of disappointed. If this was Anakin, Force Ghost Anakin, you know, I think there was a big missed opportunity for him to reflect he they kind of skirt over it when she kind of brings the vader a little bit and he's like oh you're kind of hung up on that uh like you know uh but talking about that and that transition from chosen one to dark one to redeemed one and like what his perspective is on that is a significant piece of acting of character work of something we that we thought could feed into helping Ahsoka find herself because her whole question is, who am I in this line of screwed up masters? And I don't think they went there. So if this was Anakin's force ghost, like that was a cop out to me. I will say that. Uh, But if it's a man, but but let me just finish. Let me, if it's a manifestation of her stuff, then I Mm -hmm. get why that can't answer that question for us because Mm -hmm. there's no way for that, for her in her own mental image is only going to be Anakin that she knows, not post-death force ghost Anakin. You know what I mean? So I need that clarified. That's all. So my, my thing is Dave Filoni set up circumstances where for the first time since Return of the Jedi, we have post-Vader Anakin in live action. And they were circumstances that only he could have created with this world between worlds and Ahsoka. And hey, we got Hayden Christensen back, which side note, can we get him in more acting roles? Because dude deserves some chances. I think he's more than proved himself between this and Obi-Wan. You had the first opportunity 
to have Anakin straight up address the fact that he was one of the galaxy's greatest monsters there for a few decades. And instead, you gave us a lightsaber fight. Now, is there some symbolism in that lightsaber fight? Sure. Does by Ahsoka deciding to say, I choose to live and retracting her blade and not killing what she thinks is Anakin in front of her, was that her way of maybe forgiving him and coming to terms with what he had done? Maybe. But man, do I wish there was more conversation between the two. Yeah. I will go because Brywood and other commenters are, are kind of weighing in. The reason I think this was not his Force Ghost in her manifestation is I don't think the Force Ghost of Anakin would have had this weird Jekyll and Hyde morphing thing that was happening where he was kind of slipping in and out of Vaderism. Yeah. I think like that was just her manifestation and her inability to reconcile who he was on both sides and kind of do that. So I think we're going to hear, and I'm sure Filoni will speak up pretty soon. I think we're going to hear it was her subconscious and that she was floating between life and death and that but this was her kind of... If yeah. it's her subconscious, why can Jason hear her? No, I think she was her spirit. I mean, we can get... Okay, here's where Star Wars gets Okay, silly. so can, okay, I, let's can just I interject? Let's just do can it. Can I interject? Yes. Okay, so yeah. this conversation... So this is what I'm... This was part of a, a point that I wanted to get to later. Because actually, so after this episode, I ended up talking to my mom for a little bit, who like watch this the minute it comes out she loves ahsoka she loves star wars like this is her thing right um and i told her i was like oh yeah i'm gonna do the show uh and i'm gonna have this whole conversation that we just had with the cb crew because <laughs> she like went into like all the details oh my god and this brings back from episode this and like this was such a mirror this and that so okay so number one props to mom always gotta give the props to mom number two uh, i i think this conversation that we're having right now is part of what this show does really well and what in particular this episode does really well. One of the things I told her was I said, I am coming in and we, me and Janelle have been very upfront about it. And like knowing, I know some of the characters, I know the characters, I know some of the key episodes, I've watched certain pits, but I have not seen the entirety of Clone Wars and Rebels altogether flowing in. I just know the base concepts. So it helps me because I, I know where the key figures are and stuff. But what I think this, uh, this show does really well is it walks the line of I come away from these and I feel like from this episode, I got 90% of everything I was actually supposed to get, regardless of whether you've seen the other shows or not. I, I came away completely satisfied and excited and they gave me enough depth and enough of those questions without going overboard and becoming overwhelming. And when we start getting into conversations like the one that just happened, that for us <laughs> is not stuff actually that needs to be answered right now, nor is it, it's, it's actually stuff that starts to bog down the main thing. If I started like having all those questions coming away, that actually gets in the way of my enjoyment of an episode. So what I think this episode does really well to me, I just came away with it like, okay, it's, Yes, there's like mirrors of the, you know, world between worlds and stuff. But I honestly thought she's she's drowning <laughs> and it's her mind trying to kind of reactivate itself and like, hey, you need to fight. You need to fight for life. Right. It's that I didn't really push much further because I feel like if I start doing that, I start going down rabbit holes and then I get bogged down in stuff that necessarily doesn't matter in the long run. If they want to address that, I'm cool with it. And like, let's have an episode that like addresses that stuff but like let's keep it compartmentalized this episode works for me 
And I still got a lot of the, the feeling that people get from those other shows and that material. And it gave me a sense of her journey, her relationship with Anakin, the situation she was thrown into at such an early age, the weight of you know losing her team, all that stuff I got from this episode without having to watch <laughs> all the material. That is a credit to them to like put that much lore and history into an episode and not let me feel overwhelmed or I'm kind of done. And I yeah. think For, we start getting into those okay. discussions. It's too far. No, so we can nerd out on that. We'll nerd on that here at the very end a little bit. But um, first of all, shout out to Ariana Greenblatt, who apparently is Hollywood's new go-to young actress for anytime you need face paint and emotion from like a young <laughs> alien. Uh, if you don't know the reference, uh, the girl who played young Ahsoka in those flashbacks is the same girl who played young Gamora in the flashback scenes of Endgame. Yeah, where Thanos wipes out half the planet. That's and, why yeah. I reckon. Oh my gosh. I was like, I know yeah, this that's girl. Her. So this girl's just crushing franchise moments. She's just wow. like all the professional come in. But um, yeah, for reference for her to nerd out a little bit, the scenes that we saw were Anakin and Ahsoka's first meeting and first mission which is in the Clone Wars movie, um, which is the rougher animation because it was the first thing before they started the actual series. But that's what the movie is about. There's this impossible battle. Obi-Wan and, and Anakin are looking like they might, you know, buy the farm with their soldiers. And so it's also when they give Ahsoka to Anakin as his Padawan. And he's like, wait, what now? Like in the middle of this war. So they have to kind of bond in the midst of an actual do or die like war battle. And then the last season of Clone Wars, the last couple episodes are the Siege of Mandalore, where Ahsoka joins Bo-Katan and goes to Mandalore and kicks Maul's ass to liberate the planet. And that's where Bo-Katan became in charge for a while before Moff Gideon and the Siege and the Great Purge and all that. So those are both great episodes to watch if you just want to do the beginning and end of Clone Wars. That I mean, like Matt said, they just packed everything in the in the middle, like in between those two things. But um, yeah. So we're coming down to the end of our time because, you know, our redheaded cousin podcast phase has got to do its thing here. But, um, yeah, I think the debate and I think before we get too down the rabbit hole with me and Connor here, I think they left this ambiguous to stir the debate kind of and to have us debate. Like I said, I'm pretty sure Filoni will be out with answers and explanations soon. But I am with Connor on the sense that, and as you know, producer Pete is saying over here in the comments, I need a force ghost Anakin conversation with Ahsoka at some point. I think hearing from force ghost Anakin is one of the most important things we could do in Star Wars to tie this all together and give us perspective. Um, I only fear that we may only get that conversation at the end of Ahsoka's story. Like, if she dies and then like the last scene we see is her talking to Anakin, that might be, uh, that might be where we get that. So I hope not. I hope we can get an actual conversation between them before that through some means. Uh, or if this was a manifestation of Anakin, I hope like maybe the epilogue of this series is her doing the work to actually contact him and have the actual conversation. Uh, because her getting the courage to do that is a big deal. Um, so I hope we do get that because I don't think you're wrong at all, Connor. I think that is like the, right now, that is like for me, the meat and potatoes of Star Wars would be to get that character 
Luke's perspective after Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys got jokes. You guys are hilarious in the comments, Chris Jefferson. Gandalf oh, references. Geez. He's no <laughs> yeah, longer. Yeah. Really... yeah, but no, for real. For real. For all you saying, Ahsoka should smile and all this. You guys, you got to relax sometimes and let character work be character work, right? Like, this is what character work is. Pivotal episode. She was going through some stuff at the beginning of this series. She made some some emotional gains, some therapy gains in this one, right? It was so nice to see, like, if it really felt like when she's in the ship uh, with uh, your boy Tenet, uh, who, again, star uh, MVP of, of the series in all these little small ways, right? Because, uh, like, his holding the helmet scene, his discussions with Hera, like, they're so good. But uh, the, like... I felt like walls came down. Like when she's in the ship towards the end, there's a different vibe to her. Like she mm-hmm. feels like she's let the guard down just a little. And it, it was nice, but it felt earned. You know, it felt earned from, from the beginning. So I'm I'm excited for her. I'm excited just to see what she can do with the character, you know, as we round out the rest of the series. Although they're really pouring it on uh, hard with the uh, Gandalf the Grey to Gandalf the White transformation. Like the comments are right. This is... We're not being subtle about this. It's like, oh, this feels familiar. And here's the big white staff. I mean, this is a, a you know, franchise. Yeah, but it's not the first. Uh, lightsabers I mean, that are different colors to signify what side they're on. It's not like this is new territory. No, it is not. <laughs> also, also, if you watch Rebels, it, it is an outfit she's worn before. It's a callback. Yes, it is. Like when she goes out to with at the end of that series, when she meets Sabine. And now we know that he becomes her master. That's kind of how she meets her is in that outfit. So it's not the first time. It's another callback, which this episode, we could spend a whole other episode just doing the deep dives on like Matt's mom's callbacks, you know, and Easter eggs <laughs> breakdown. But um, we got to get out of here. Do you guys, I've, I've talked a lot. Let's go around. You guys got some final words. Uh, what do you guys think? Next episode, come hell or high water, we are going to a new galaxy. So what do you guys think about Ahsoka and we're where we are headed in the back half of this series? And I back half speaking of back halves in this series anyway what do you guys think <laughs> you know what's you know what's sad about that is that i absolutely know what he's referring to <laughs> that's that's really what what says it. i've talked enough uh janelle I, by the way i didn't mean to speak for you earlier i was i was kind of talking about new like watchers and new fans i hope I oh like, you stop uh, it i feel I'm like we're in, sure. I i'm with sure. you on captain uh marvel i'm with you on <laughs> okay. star wars like we're just like we're comic book pals you, like, lot, you, you can speak on behalf of me any day matt okay. um yeah i guess like so i'm actually going to be traveling um when these next episodes drop and i have already explained to my my husband that i don't care what time (laughs) like like he's like would you be upset if i go for a run when we're like on our honeymoon i was like as long as you're not upset when i tell you to leave the room so i can watch ahsoka Uh, so we're we're good we're we're good and i'm i'm definitely anticipating a lot of just really exciting moments going forward i i'm scared because i don't want uh, I don't want this to be like the best episode. Like I want it to keep getting better. Right. They did hype this one up so much. So I hope that they continue to just be really solid because I've really enjoyed every single episode. There has not been one without been feeling like, Oh, I'm bored or I'm, I could have skipped that one. Like I feel like every single episode has so much value for me. So, um, 
I, it's, this is just really exciting and it does feel so good to have that excitement again for something week to week because I haven't had that in a while. Like this is the same level of excitement for me as like WandaVision or Loki, um, Moon Knight. And that is, is really exciting for me. So this has just really enhanced my, my life. Like it's made me really, really happy. Yeah. All right. We're going to get out of here, but, um, yeah. And people doubting like this show are saying it's not doing as well. I think the proof is in how much buzz this continues to generate, how much discussion, even if the viewers are going to take time, some people might get drawn into watching Clone Wars Rebels and then get to this because there is that factor to it. Like there just is, but it keeps sustaining buzz. It keeps showing up on my feeds. People are debating and theorizing. So that's a good sign. We'll be back next week with our recap of Ahsoka episode six, which is a whole new world. And we're going to get into all of that. And uh, yeah, be sure to be here. Subscribe to Comic Book Nation on YouTube. It's youtube.com backslash comic book, all one word, dash nation. And you can find, be subscribed to our Twitch feed. It's twitch.tv backslash comic book. Again, one word. And you can see us right after this you could stick around for phase zero the marvel podcast show we have with brandon davis and his excellent team and uh yeah we'll be back friday live on twitch on youtube on facebook with our regular show so stay tuned for that as well we are comic book nation we are getting out of here may the force be with you see you guys out there peace, peace.